What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the East Coast Avengers. Um, we have Darren, Christian, JT. Dominic's not here. He might join a little bit later, running a little bit late. Um, and of course, me, Josh. Today we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest. Um, we have uh, Sean, host of Parareality. Uh, new shows air the first and third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. Central, uh, available on all podcast apps. Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, man, pretty we're good. Really doing great. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me be on the podcast, man. Uh, no, we're sure, happy to sure. Did you uh, kind of want to tell us a little bit about you know what your show is about? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, name of my podcast is called Para Reality. It's uh, it has nothing to do with comic books or anything like that, and I'll I'll explain my interest in that in just a minute. But but uh, I my show deals with a lot of uh, like conspiracy theories, uh, unsolved mysteries. Um, sometimes I'll get into a little bit of paranormal stuff, but it's mostly like uh, uh, cons- a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. And um, like uh, I'll deal with some stuff like, you know, is, is there such a thing as Bigfoot or, or, you know, do aliens exist? Ancient alien astronaut theory and stuff like Area that. Uh, been, been doing that since uh, about 2004, believe it or not, since before podcasting was even podcasting. So wow. I've been doing it for, for a while, uh, and like I said, it's uh, available on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, I have some uh, interesting guests on my podcast every so often, and uh, some co-hosts, and we get together and have uh, conspiracy theory chats, and and Sounds you know, just interesting. guess about what what could be or what maybe what is really going on behind our backs that we don't know about, right? Man, I know you have experience with radio. Is that right? Yes, I do. Um, so originally, my podcast or my my show was was called Para Reality Radio, and that's because when I first started, I was doing uh, uh, internet radio. Uh, like I said, it was it was podcasting before you called it podcasting, and um, um, I had a just a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually get on a terrestrial radio station. And, uh, I did, uh, a show on, on, uh, WRFN radio free Nashville here in the, the local Nashville area for, um, a little over two years, about two and a half years. Um, you know, that's just, that's almost every like podcaster's dream, right. Is to do it professionally, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I had so much fun doing that. And the only reason that I gave it up was because it was, I was still doing my own show from home and I was trying to do that and do a radio show, go to school and work a full-time job and, uh, something had to go, you know, mm. so it's understandable. had to let it, had to let it go. I gotcha. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it looks like you're still back in business though. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, I, 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 retired for about two and a half years and and i just i I missed doing it so much that i i uh i was like man i gotta i I gotta get my creative outlet going you know and and uh had to had to ask my wife for permission because you know you can't just do it right (laughs) so i had to ask the boss for permission and she was like yeah you know you can go ahead and and you can do it and and so much had changed because you know podcasting was a thing and i was like okay now i had to figure out you know how do I podcast? What's the difference? And there really is none. It's just the same thing. So but not a lot of learning curve. Yeah. Is there anything you kind of wanted to talk? Well, first of all, I see they're wearing a Spider-Man shirt. So yeah, in case, gotta represent. 
Yes, yeah, sir. Well, obviously, you'll be joining us in our normal discussions, uh, and I can't wait to really get to the topics. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, man. Um, people are probably watching this or listening to it, and they're like, what is a guy who does a conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast doing on your podcast where you talk about comic book stuff? And, and you know, I am a nerd, man. I, I'm an OG nerd. I grew up reading comic books. Um, I was uh, a Spider-Man fan from when I was in single digit age, probably, you know, seven or eight years old. Um, I come from a very small town in Southeast Alabama and we didn't have, uh, comic book shops anywhere close to where I was. The only way, way I could get comics was when my mother went to the, um, the pharmacy to pick up her prescriptions, she would take me with her and they had the old, the white racks that were tall and spun around and they had those full of comic books. And every month my mom went to the the pharmacy, I went with her and I got to pick out a comic book and, and I always gravitated towards Spider-Man. And, uh, just from a young age, he, he, the character, uh, I don't know, it just struck a chord with me and Mm -hmm. I've been a Spider-Man fan ever since. And uh, I, I, I'm a Marvel guy. I, 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 admittedly, I don't know a lot about DC. I've just never really gotten into a lot of the characters with, with DC. But you know, I, I, I know enough about it. I can hold my own in a conversation. But I'm more of a Marvel guy, specifically Spider Man. I can talk all day about Spider Man. Love I it. Hear you. That's nice. good to know. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Is yeah. there anything that you guys wanted to ask Sean? Oh yeah, far away. Um, so you're a big nerd. What's your favorite, like, uh, fandom? What, what do you like the most? Like Star Wars, Marvel? I mean, I know you grew up on comics and whatnot, but I grew up with comics as well, but my favorite is Lord of the Rings. So something Uh, different. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say, um, it's, it is a tie. It's, uh, between, uh, Spider-Man and Star Wars. Uh, I saw, I'm, unfortunately for me, I'm a lot older than you guys. And I saw... Star Wars in 1977 or 78, whenever it came out on the big screen, when I was a, a little kid, yeah, I saw that first run movie theater with my dad. And, uh, we walked in probably about, I don't know, two or three minutes into the movie. So I didn't get to see the big, uh, opening scene, but we walked in when the stormtroopers were all. Oh yeah. Lined up in and, I was immediately like, what the heck is this? And it just kind of stuck with me. So I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm usually, I'm wearing either a Spider-Man shirt or a Star Wars shirt, like 24 seven. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can, I definitely can uh, understand that. I I do, I do too. And only recently too. Josh (laughs) is literally a carbon copy of you. Cause if you can see in the back, he has a Revenge (laughs) of the Sith poster and a Spider-Man poster. Literally it's like Star Wars and and Spider-Man. It's like his, we're best friends already that's right <laughs> i knew i liked you from the moment crazy. i first talked to you <laughs> that's usually the impression i get with people so yeah i can tell um, I, I wanted to ask you sean uh do you play like uh video games because like there's like the spider-man ps4 game that uh, came out back in 2018 a lot of people loved it and i know you're not a big dc guy but the batman arkham games are fantastic i'm wearing a wayne industries hat See, and yeah. uh, I love those games like with a passion. So I was wondering, did you do you have any experience like playing video games at all or delving yeah, into that yeah. kind of medium? Yeah, um, I um, 
I've tried my hand at the at the PS4, and I I I even bought I, I bought a PS4 because the Spider Man game was coming out. <laughs> nice. You know, that's the only reason I bought it. And I have I think two games: one's a Star Wars and one's the Spider Man game, and I suck at both of them. <laughs> I, it's a uh, it's a lot different than when I grew up playing. You know, there's more more buttons, more combos, and I've just never taken the time to sit down and really try to, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've played the games. Uh, I, I love the Spider-Man game. Um, I just, I, I suck at it really bad. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. This is yeah, uh, combo. yeah, maybe you can find somebody to play it so you can like look at the cutscenes and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, my, one of my best friends is, uh, he's got a PS4 and he bought the Spider-Man game and, and played it all the way through its entirety. And, and, he was trying to teach me how to how to do it, you know, the moves and everything. And I had to spend a whole entire night with him making fun of me as I was getting killed every 30 seconds. It was horrible. <laughs> now, Sean, um, I don't know if my, my internet connection is very glitchy over here, so I don't know if uh, I'm frozen. But um, I'm, I probably know the answer to this, but what is your favorite uh, Marvel movie that you've seen so far? Oh, gosh. Um you know, Marvel has really come a long way with uh, their movies. Um, I would have to say probably my favorite uh, is um, the Tom Holland Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, a yeah. It's it's a it, I I was not happy whenever Marvel chose Tom Holland to play the role of Spider-Man, and I, it, admittedly, I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. You know, I, just, I had to look him up on the internet because I never heard of him, and I'm like, "Oh God, there's some you know English guy playing Spider Man." I'm like, "Why come they can't get an American dude?" You know, so you know, and and I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled with the idea, and uh, when I saw the movie, I was like, "Okay, this this guy, that's Peter Parker. He embodies the 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 spirit and the character of Peter Parker to a T." And he really does the character of Spider-Man a really good justice, in my opinion. And I'm I was sold on him. Well, I have a follow up to JT's question. Um, did it take you into Homecoming to feel that way, or how did you react to when you saw him in uh, Captain America: Civil War? Uh, yeah, I um, I was impressed when I saw saw him in Civil War. Um, I I didn't really. I mean, you only he was only in there for just a few minutes, and you didn't right. really. You know, he was as kind of asked spider-man the whole time so i couldn't really get a feel for right for okay way for you know how it would be as a whole and mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm old school spider-man and i i'm what i call a, a spider-man purist i don't like for him to don't mess around with my character too much you know because I'm, I'm not gonna like it and i was afraid they were messing around with it a little too much but what i admire is that they didn't bore us with another origin story cuz everybody knows it by now right. and they they really found someone who could embody both characters cuz before we di- we didn't have that you know um toby maguire i thought did a really good job um the second guy, I can't remember his name anymore. That's how much I liked him, you know. So I, I was really, I, I, I was a little ticked off that they were, you know, I was like, oh, God, we're going to get another stupid origin story, and they're going to have 80,000 bad guys in there. And that's that's been Marvel's uh, Achilles heel, I think, is that they you got a good character, and you get someone to play him, but the director and the writer knows nothing about comic book lore, and then they're going to try to stick every 
villain in the movie that they possibly can to suck all the joy out of it, you know? So I was, I was happy that Marvel finally has, has started doing justice. And that's thanks to Kevin Feige. You know, he is controlling what's going on and it's working, man. Yeah, it really is. Nice. That's good. Absolutely. So Josh, what kind of topics and stuff we got for today? Sure. Uh, before I do that, I'm just going to shout out his Twitter. Uh, this guy, be sure to follow him at uh, Perial Radio. I'll link that in the description. Also, obviously, you'll probably see this in the video. Um, so be sure to follow that and check out his content if you really are into conspiracy theories. Um, we're going to go ahead and start with some Marvel news. So uh, we're going to go ahead and just kind of skim through this. First note is new, the new Black Widow trailer. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, the new Black I'm sure you've heard of this news that the new Black Widow trailer is coming. Josh stumbling uh, here. Uh, <laughs> What? They said you're over here stumbling. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know what it was about that sentence, but just it, I couldn't spit it out. The new Sorry, Black Widow trailer is coming. Supposed to be two of them, right? Yeah, yes. yeah and the other yes. is going to be a minute and forty-four seconds. Um, right. So be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure exactly when it drops. I don't know if they gave an exact date. The uh, in Canada, the they have seen the trailer. Yeah, um, JC mentioned that. Canadians have seen it. <laughs> I'm surprised um, we haven't had any spoilers or anything, any leaks on uh, Twitter. The only thing mm-hmm. that they said about the trailer was we get more Red Guardian, and that's what it's been. That's all I've been. To, I've been, you know, I've been reading. That's all you read. So yeah. that's good. I mean, in my opinion, that's good. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of Red Guardian in the first few trailers that they dropped, um, but now we're seeing a lot more of them. So that's, uh, uh, the know, part of that. This is going to be the discussion part is Black Widow director Kay Shirlin has teased a few things about the upcoming movie like the movie will propel and other female storylines with Yelena Villanova that Scarlett Johansson will pass the baton to Florence Pugh, who's playing Yelena Villanova, mm-hmm. um, which obviously begs the question is... Oh. Dom's here. Dom. <laughs> hey! Hello, Maybe he's hello, here too. Hello. There he is. There we go. Okay, well... Dom, here's Sean. Sean, there's Dom. Uh, this is our fifth member of East Coast Avengers. And ask uh, you to join us, Dom. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm running late. I had some family stuff I had to take care of, but Please, I'm here. It's great to meet you, Sean. Nice to meet you. Yeah, luckily we only kind of just started. We're not even. 20 yeah, we literally in. just hopped into our topics. We were having a little discussion about who our favorite characters were and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. So just to continue that question, in case you didn't hear, Dominic. Um, the director of Black Widow, uh, Kate Schroen, has teased a few things about the upcoming movie, like um, the movie could propel, will propel a female storyline with Yelena Villanova, uh, with that Scarlett Johansson will pass the baton to Florence Pugh, who plays Yelena Villanova, uh, which kind of begs the question. Uh, obviously, we know Black Widow's dead. Spoiler alert. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are but you kidding? <laughs> is, is this the uh... end of Black Widow, the mantra of Black Widow? And it seems that, you know, there might be some ideas of Florence Pugh just carry on the that the mantle. So, what do you guys think about that? Um, that's a good question. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. I have mixed like opinions about this. I don't really know what to say right now. That's a good. Uh, I don't know. For me, I don't mind it. And if I'm being honest, I probably would have guessed that would have happened. Um, but. Much like a lot of other stuff, I just don't know why they said it. They could just left it in the movie for us to watch. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like that's a pretty big step for the Black Widow uh, mantle. Uh, because at this point, Black Widow is more of like 
uh, it's not just um, focused on like the person. It's focused on like, well, obviously one person can be black uh, black widow at a time, but it's not just going to be just just one person can be black widow. Like another person can be black widow, you know. But I feel like they should just wait it into the movie until we saw it, and then we can get that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would have guessed that, but I, I kind of wish I just waited until the movie came out. But I, other than that, I, I like that idea. I mean, it makes sense. But that's kind of what happened with the comics, right? I mean, didn't she uh-huh. pick up the man? Didn't she pick up the mantle of uh, Black Widow in the comics? Oh yeah, yeah. she did uh, for a short time. Yeah, but you know, the, the movies have always been a little a little different than the, you know the comics, and just from a movie standpoint, um, like. To someone who hasn't seen the comics, or I mean, hasn't read the comics, um, and just revealing, you know, just like I would, I would, I would say, just save it, you know, into the movie. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, now, for me personally, um, I think this. I, I unfortunately saw this kind of spoiler news coming out. I mean, we were already supposed to see the movie. Now yeah. we have to wait a couple more months. That just means more people have to keep the secret. And then just so happens the one thing that the like the director of the movie has come out and said that, you know, Florence Pugh is going to take, you know, not really take over, but like she's going to be the next big thing um, dealing with Black Widow. Now, what does that mean? Who knows? I don't think they're going to say, Black Widow is going to be in the next movie, but they may, you know, they may play it off again. Like Christian said, Marvel, you know, likes to go with their, their comics, but kind of go off the path a little bit. So, um, I just hope we don't get any more spoilers. That's all I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a huge, uh, spoiler for me right there. I wish, you know, like Christian said, she did, uh, you know, say that, but it also at the same time, it was kind of expected, uh, because, like, we all know Black Widow is dead, and then she'll probably pass on the mantle to uh, Yelena uh, for uh, Yelena for probably, like, maybe several movies at this point. Uh, and then we all know what uh, Florence Pugh's contract is looking like uh, since they haven't released details about it. So we all know she'll appear in other movies, or she'll just, you know, just take the Black Widow mantle and then just, I guess, just end it from there and then let her... Uh, just kind of let the story continue off screen. Uh, but I don't know. I just wish, you know, she didn't lay out that big uh, spoiler for all of us, even though we were supposed to get the movie uh, like a few months ago. So right. that's just my little uh, thoughts on it. Just save the rest for the movie. I keep hearing or I keep reading how they're saying that, you know, Florence Pugh's doing such a, a good job. They didn't expect her to be that good. And I can only assume they're talking about her, her physicality and the way that she played the action scenes. And I don't know if any of you saw that movie she was in last year, Midsummer. Oh yeah, I, I thought that movie was horrible, <laughs> and I can't, I can't imagine that person, the character she played in that, translating to being a physical badass in, you know, yeah, Black Widow. Black uh, I, so. And then she's also, she's pretty young, too. I think she's, like, the same or, or around the same age as all of us. So they probably want her in the Black Widow Mantle for a long time at this point, just like how 
you know, we have Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's the same age as all of us. And they, of course, for sure, want him in the long run, too. Mm-hmm. So they uh, so they just have to, uh, I guess, think about actors who they want in the uh, long term. And I guess age comes into play, too. So that might that might have played a factor into uh, Scarlett Johansson passing it to uh, Florence Pugh at this point. Probably so, yeah. Actually, Tom Holland is J- uh, JT's age. He's 26. Now she, I think she's my age. I think. No, I said Tom Holland. That's oh, that's Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tom Holland is around my age. I think. I think I'm a little bit older. No, nah, he he was JT's age. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, how old are you, JT? You're 25, right? I'll be I'll be, I'll be 27 in a few in a few weeks. You guys suck so bad. <laughs> but JT is really 52 at heart. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, I'm not... older than all of you. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh. Uh, what what do... of... oh, wait, what? I was going to say, what do we have next? Sure. Uh, the Russo... <clears throat> the, excuse me. The Russo brothers say that Cap's time travel adventure during Endgame would be a great story that they'd love to tell, yet admit that they don't fully know whether it needs to be told. Um, hmm. Disney Plus. I yeah. feel yeah, Disney Plus, but I yeah. feel like they should just leave it untold and leave your imagination right. to do the work. Because yeah, not everything. everything. They, I was, not I was everything. Say, yeah. Go ahead, Dom. Not everything needs to be told. Exactly. So they could probably just leave it there at that point and just leave it, you know, in our imagination and then we can just come up with whatever story he uses. And there's um, not much to imagine. There's not much to imagine because, you know, he returns the stones in their specific timelines, then goes back with Peggy. And, you know, it's obviously in the 40s. They're playing that old music. So, I mean, and she's still alive. She still looks the same age. So you can just go from that. I mean, hey, he might have had kids. He might have. Heck, who knows? I mean, you know, that's where your imagination kicks in. But I don't think it's necessary for a story. The only thing I can think of is if they're going to make a movie in the future and something happens that involves time travel and probably cap affected something when he went back in time oh, it's the only thing yeah. uh, that's the only thing i can imagine them going going back and even visiting that point of the mcu timeline is if like later on in spider-man 5 or something uh something gets affected and then it's like it's a flashback to when cap went back with the stones at the end of Endgame, and then he if yeah. you know like a domino effect and he changed something because you know how that you know how time travel works when you mess up something it has like a butterfly effect, and this thing changes that thing, you know. So right. that's the only way I can think of when it comes to like, oh yeah, that's the only time they'll go back in time for when it comes to that. But well, what about the idea that Cap and uh, had kids, mm-hmm. and now let's say he had a son, mm-hmm. and his son is grown up in our time, and that's going to be the new Captain America. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, that would yeah. be pretty cool. And they can't do that. I mean, it, it's not out of MCU fashion, too. It sounds like something they could do. So, you know, they they're they're pretty true to to the comic book characters, but you've got to look at it. There's the there's the comic book universe and there's the cinematic universe, and they don't always jive. You know, mm-hmm. right. um, I think that would be a great uh, story arc for them to take in the movies. Mm-hmm. Is to yeah, you know, do a be- what if type deal yeah yeah definitely, definitely. what i was just gonna say to me what it sounded like is is we all know sports we all know basketball you're on a fast break someone throws up an alley-oop and then the other person dunks it it just sounds like the russos are throwing up an alley-oop 
for Disney to be like, cash in. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Could be. All right. By the way, we'll write it and direct it too if you want us to, Disney, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All us up. Oh, JT, I was going to say, Lawrence and Tom, they're both my age. So we're all 24. So we're a little bit mm. younger than you, just a little bit. <laughs> so. Don't listen to him, Sean. Don't listen uh, to him. I may have to. Uh, uh, I may have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, what's up? Oh, man, for my uh, Daredevil Netflix viewers, guys, uh, unfortunately, bad news for you. Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, if you're a wrestling fan, you know who The Big Show is. Um, he is in discussion, not even discussion, he's rumored to possibly take over the role of Wilson Fisk, who's already casted in the Daredevil Netflix series is Vincent D'Onofrio is the one that, you know, portrays him. People really like Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, obviously Dominic does. A lot yeah. of people really, really like Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of Daredevil. I'm sorry, of Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. What are your opinions on the big show taking over that? <clears throat> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and the big show hey, act. Hey, <laughs> thank you. That's what I want to know. <laughs> No. <laughs> Look now, okay, I put out I put out recently, let me go back on our Twitter. Um, I put out a poll recently um, asking our fans uh, what they thought about said poll or said, you know, actor who who should be in the um, the next Daredevil film and uh, we had roughly around 60 votes, 50 55-ish, um, and 58% said Vincent should be the next Daredevil. And I agree with Dom. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. However, the only issue with that, and the only caveat with that is we all know that Marvel does not like to take characters or take actors from their, you know, their other shows. And we all know, you know, Netflix, they don't have the those shows anymore. Um, they don't like taking actors from there and putting them on the big screen. So, this just tells me that Big Show is kind of, um, you know, kind of nudging them a little bit, saying, "Hey, I'd do it." I mean, he does. He does look the part. I'll say that. That's about it. Yeah. He's a but he's a big seven foot bald white man. So. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he, you know, the comic guy in me, he closely resembles more of the classic Kingpin, the one that's just monstrous. And Vincent D'Onofrio, I don't think he's that. Big. I mean, he's he's big. He's, he's big, but he's not, you know, like huge. Or I mean, anything. no, yeah, not many people are going to be kingpin size in in real life. You know? Right. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of hard to come by. He's only big six show four. has opened the chat. <laughs> hey, he's only six foot four versus a seven foot giant that most people would, you know, consider the real kingpin to be. Right. Uh, I guess it just comes down to preference. That at the end of the day, it's not really. I mean, of course, if you look like him, it helps. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, it, that it depends. makes up for his height because the yeah, big exactly. show is nothing like Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he is a Vincent D'Onofrio. Obviously, a lot of people like him, so we'll see what happens. Well, Josh, to go off what you said about looks, as we've noticed in the in the recent you know recent comic book runs and uh, television runs of recent, uh, I guess Marvel, um, I guess characters, they're starting to play and portray Chris Evans. Robert Downey Jr. They're starting to, you know, to mold them, you know, these comic book, you know, heroes into what Chris Evans actually looks like. 
Um, we kind of discussed it a couple episodes ago, but um, I mean, again, I think it comes down to like what Sean asked. Can he act? I don't, I mean, don't think he can. I don't really remember any kind of movies. He has a Netflix show on, uh, you know, he has has a Netflix show and then he did a couple small movies. Um, And of course, Sorry, but WWE does take a little bit of acting, so yeah, it does. Hey, and 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 if he does get this role, he will be in line with John Cena, who's going to be in a DC film, The Rock, who's going to be in a DC film, uh, Batista, who's already Drax. Right. Um, so it's just hey, Marvel and WWE, or I guess they're working together in something. Mm. Yeah, that wasn't a shot at yeah. WWE, by the way. I'm not thinking it's you know faking all that. I'm not going to get into all that, but it does take a little bit of. Josh you know, what he said, guys. <laughs> a little bit of dramatics, you know, to kind of make the show go. And obviously he has enough because he's one of the biggest WWE stars of all time. Um, so we'll see what happens. Moving on, I uh, definitely wanted to get Dom's opinion on this. And also because I know you're a huge X-Men fan. Uh, actress Janelle Monet has revealed that she would love to do to get to do Storm Justice in the Black Panther sequel. As all an right. X-Men fan. Well, well, Dom, real quick, before you answer that as an X-Men fan, do you know Janelle Monet as an acting as an actress? Because um I don't I haven't seen many movies. I, I don't know, I don't speak for everyone, but I haven't seen any movies. Um but you know, if she was a good actress, which would, would that be a good storm like on screen, you know? Yeah, so so she's been in a few big movies as uh, recently. Uh, she has one coming up later this year. I cannot remember the name of it, but it's like a horror film that she, a horror film that she's in. But she's been in Hidden Figures, and of course that has like a lot of recognition in this country. Um, if Bill Street could talk, uh, I'm trying to remember some other movies, but she's that she was in. But I believe yeah. Antebellum is the movie you're trying to yeah, think about yeah down. that was it yeah mm-hmm. that's the name of the movie that's uh coming out later this year but um yeah she is a great actress don't get me wrong great actress i don't think she is the right person to do storm and great. you ask me who would be the right person to do storm i don't know because there's nobody in my mind who i think can portray a great storm um not to say that it's bad or anything i just can't think of like you know, the perfect actress, you know, to portray Storm because everybody was like, oh, she has to be this, oh, she has to be that. And then, you know, it's just so hard because there's so many uh, great actresses out there. There's, you know, uh, I just can't think of who would be the perfect choice to uh, play Storm. Now, in the past, I wanted Angela Bassett because she would have been the perfect Storm, especially, you know, back in like, uh, when we had the X-Men trilogy uh, in the past, she would have been a great star, and she's already such a phenomenal actress. That's why I wanted to play Storm at first back in the past, but we already have her in Black Panther, where she plays Black Panther's mom. So it's just kind of, you know, iffy on my part on who I want to play Storm at this point. So that's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who is out there that's that's really that strong of a of an actress for Storm, you know? Yeah. Out the top of my head anyway. Did you like, did you like the Storm? I mean, I think Halle Berry Berry did a good job, but did you like the Storm in the, uh, in Apocalypse? No. Yeah, okay, me either. I was just curious. (laughs) No, no, but uh, (laughs) I 
I know some people give Halle Berry, you know, a lot of a lot of bad, you know, negative press about it. But uh, in my opinion, I thought she was a good storm. It was just the writing material that they gave uh, Halle Berry uh, when they made those X Men movies back then. Then, because with uh, with Storm as a character in the comics, you know, she's like this real, real strong female superhero. And then she's led the X-Men many, many, many times. And we haven't got, like, that particular storm yet in the movies. So they need to try to find, you know, somebody who has a commanding presence on the screen. Uh, Particularly maybe somebody that's, you know, that's actually African instead of getting somebody who's African-American. If they want to go down that route, because I believe they went down that route maybe a couple times before in past Marvel movies where they get it. Know people from other countries instead of people from the U.S. Uh, so it was just, you know, it just had to, uh, you know, just had to try to get that character from the comics, you know, get it on screen, get that character, you know, comic accurate on screen. So I know it will be, you know, a tough decision on Marvel's end to figure out who would the perfect actress be. Right. I mean, to be something we've never heard of before. Maybe so. They might grab a big name. They might grab a, a no-name actress. So, yeah, we all whoever know. is going to take over that part, she has some really big shoes to fill and a lot of uh, expectations mm-hmm. uh, to fulfill. Yeah. We all know Marvel has a very good talent in finding people that no one's ever heard of and turning them to huge stars. So, exactly. Okay. Now, this is just a just a quick question before we go on to our next topic do y'all think storm is going to be the first x-men kind of mutant we see in the mcu or you think it'll be someone else well i think it'll be someone else because everybody's wanting to see storm in the next black panther movie because of course black panther and storm were married a long time ago in the comics they're not even married anymore at this point but uh that's what everybody who that's who everybody wants to see they she might be the uh, first mutant that we see before we get an X-Men film. You'll get um, first. Maybe so. We might even get Wolverine first. I think we might get possibly Namor because, you know, how they kind of hinted at in Endgame. You know, with Okoye saying, you know, we had like that underwater earthquake and everybody assumed it's Namor. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we might see him uh, since he is, you know, the actual... Uh, well, not the actual first movie, but he was one of the first uh, mutants in uh, comic books. So I would say we might be able to see him first before we see any other mutant. You know, Marvel Studios <laughs> loves their teases. You know, their teases from Incredible Hulk, even though that didn't correlate with the MCU whatsoever, except the post credit scene. But they tease Red Hulk. And, you know, we were talking about it like it was a while ago in our podcast. But, you know, they tease this and that. So, I mean, them teasing, you know, that... uh disruption in the ocean from endgame could be possibly leading up to something in the in the future granted they don't have anything scheduled for right now but who knows what we'll see in a movie if it's a soft introduction and then later on gets his movie in like phase six who knows but it's definitely something to look for keep your eye out in case they do rumor you know hey this movie's going to be coming out soon and it actually does that'll be pretty cool we'll have something new on our list but um, right, Josh. I, think, I think that about uh, wraps it up for our Marvel news. So I think we'll hop into some DC news. Yeah, we got some DC news here. Stargirl news, uh, to be specific. It's going to be renewed for season two, and it will not premiere on DC Universe. Um, so <sighs> that's unfortunate for yeah. the DC uh, Universe subscribers. Yeah. Uh, 
Constantine Film in Development at Warner Brothers with J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot serving as a production company and J.J. Abrams attached as I know Darren had some comments about that. Darren, um, did you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that? Personally, I hate remakes unless they're going to do a good job, but majority of the remakes are never good, honestly. Um, and Constantine came out, that was in the early 2000s. I forgot what year, but that was, you know, a pretty early Keanu Reeves movie. It wasn't his first, because those were in the 90s, but this came out, you know, early 2000s. Uh, Keanu Reeves was pretty big in it. I mean, I don't, I didn't see it in theaters. I kind of grew up with older siblings, and they showed me this, and it was a pretty scary movie at the time. I was, you know, a child, but, um, I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Now, it's like, you know, the CGI, granted, it's aged, uh, it's not the best, but I don't think it needs a remake. I mean, it would be cool, but not everything needs a remake. And I don't know. It's just me, though. I'm just biased on the old one because I like the old one with Keanu. Well, Granted, I don't think it best. would be like a complete remake uh-huh. because if we think about it, I think this is going to set up for the uh, Justice League dark film that they're going to do on HBO Max later in 2021 or 2022. I can't remember. So they're going to try to get out all of these. I don't know how many solo films they're going to have before Justice League Dark, but they're just going to do these films. So DC is learning. They're learning that they need to introduce. DC is learning that they need to introduce characters before they just drop a movie on the on the table. That's a good thing. I, I, but um, yeah, I agree with Dom. What's up? Uh, I I completely agree with Dom. Uh, this is definitely have to do with the Justice League Dark. It's no coincidence that J.J. Abrams is attached to both Justice League Dark and Constantine. Mm-hmm. And kind of dipping into our next rumor, I guess, and a Zatanna movie being in development, which she's also part of the Justice League Dark. So this could be their own version of, you know, like a superhero team up like the Avengers or, you know, Justice League. Um, but for me, uh, I kind of want a Constantine film because he's kind of like Deadpool, a little pulled back uh, in terms of personality. But dealing with the dark arts and magic and demons and yeah, it's all really that like stuff. Doctor Strange, but more on the parent paranormal. Yeah, he's way. like, yeah, he's a little trolly and a little jokey, but he's serious when he gets down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I completely agree with Dom. This this has to do with the uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, they're probably setting up for the future because if they're gonna make a Justice League Dark movie. They need to have some movies before that comes out to establish some characters, like the big ones, which would be. Uh, John Constantine, Zatanna, maybe Dead Man, maybe a Swamp Thing movie, but and uh, maybe a Batman will be in there, but it's up to honestly, I don't even know with Batman. I don't know what they're doing with Batman at this point, but um, yeah, they don't even know what they're doing with Batman at this point. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for the you know the Robert, Robert Pattinson, but it's like uh, in terms of the bigger picture, I don't know what they're doing. You know, like I, I don't know what, what, where does he fit and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good question. I was going to say, going back to uh, the Constantine uh, film, there is a rumor going going around saying that they're they're possibly trying to get Keanu Reeves to come back and play Constantine. I think so. I feel like he would too, but I think we'll probably need somebody new in the role. And then I saw a lot of fans saying that they want. The uh, the TV actor who plays Constantine right now from Legends of yeah, Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I cannot yeah. remember the actor's name, but I've oh, seen so the there's clips. Already, there's already a Constantine, like, now. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. obviously not yeah. a movie, yeah. but he's in a show. Right, in the uh, DC Arrowverse or the CWDC. So you said Legends uh, of Tomorrow, which is the one on Netflix, right? 
Mm-hmm. You said Legends of Tomorrow. There's a constant yeah. in that show. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, um, all over the uh, era, bro. So he's been the uh, he's been Legends of Tomorrow, being multiple crossovers uh, with them. Oh, uh, he was right, in the right. latest one that we had uh, earlier this year. But uh, I cannot remember that uh, the actor's name. name who plays Constantine, but everybody's begging for him to play Constantine in the new film. And he and he plays uh, he plays a great Constantine, in my opinion. Uh, he's probably the best Constantine, live action Constantine that we have so far. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if any others that we've had, but he does a great job of Constantine. And if they do happen to get that TV actor to play the movie version of him, that's great. If mm-hmm. not... Uh, they could probably try find somebody new to play him. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with Dom. Uh, I really do like the actor. He's always wearing the, the iconic brown coat. Uh, just, I mean, he looks like straight out of comic books. Um, and he's got that witty, you know, personality that, you know, like um, very quick on his feet like John is in the comics. And, you know, in the end, he's in a couple anime movies too. Um, like the DC anime movies, uh, if you want to check that out but yeah the only problem is uh they pretty much confirmed that those are two different characters whenever these the dceu flash went into the cw universe oh, and yeah. then their flash so unless they have like in the movie that that if they pick that actor uh his name is matt ryan the actor Thank you. right if they get matt ryan then they would have to have some kind of portal explaining him that he would have to be in a different universe with, with a different Flash. And I don't even know if he met that Flash that came over, Ezra Miller's Flash, or if he just heard about another Flash coming over. But I don't know if he got to meet him, you know? And if, and if they do meet, will he mention that? Like, hey, I remember when you came over and met our Barry, you know? And this is all a big what if, if that's, if yeah, he gets hired. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just parallel universes, gets real complicated. It sounds to me like J.J. Abrams is trying to set himself up to be the DC Universe guy. Mm-hmm. He's got his yeah. hands in so many projects. And I tell you, if if you like your movies to have all action and no substance, no real storytelling, J.J. Abrams is your man. That, that's exactly what I said. You should have heard me when we first talked about Justice League Dark, how I don't like J.J. Abrams being involved. And I said the same th- – I'm going to say the same thing I said back then. He has too many eggs in different baskets. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why people like Kevin Feige sticks to Marvel. He's not He's not limited to Marvel. He can do other stuff, but he focuses all of his energy, and he knows what he does best, which is Marvel, right? And, and, and the results pay out in dividends. I mean people will praise him from now because of the, what the MCU is now, right? J.J. Abrams, man, he'll work on Mission Impossible to Star Trek to DC. It's like, dude, like, and all of his movies, it's just kind of mediocre, man. Well, like, he has no original content. He, he's not yeah. coming in with an original movie. He's coming in on some franchise that's already been established before him. Exactly. And exactly. His, his and, whole and, M.O. is to do that, and let's just throw action, 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 and we'll build the story around the explosions. You know? Yeah, and then there's a lot of... Uh, shots where the light blinds you on the screen i don't know what what that is he loves doing that for some reason i don't know but yeah i agree man seeing jj abrams on a dc project especially as a dc fan i don't hate the guy but i'm just like uh, you know like yeah i'm with you i don't hate him but i don't i don't think he's if you're wanting to 
to get a good, if DC is wanting to get a good movie franchise universe going, you don't need to get J.J. Abrams to be the man to do that. Right. That's Art just my So yeah. next topic, uh, Christian already kind of <clears throat> teased a little bit, but there's a ton of movie to be in development. So they go, there you go, there's a rumor. Um, the next thing I think is to be very <clears throat> interesting discussion to have. Warner Brothers is planning to reboot Justice League with a film entitled Justice League Rebirth. According to DCEU Mythic, the film will have no connection to either the 17 or the 17 release of Justice League uh, or the Snyder Cut version that's going to be releasing pretty soon. So they messed uh, up Justice League so bad with one movie that they're having to reboot it already. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what they're saying. The Snyder yeah. Cut that's coming out soon anyway to, to make up for the original for the... cut. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, three, that... three Justice Leagues. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebirth. That's that's another part in the comics where um, it was the, the it was like the comics that we know now, right? Like, well, not not that we know now, but it, everyone knows we're like uh, uh, Superman and Lois are a thing. Lois Lane and Superman are a thing. Uh, Batman is you know Batman. Uh, Flash is Flash. You know all that stuff, right? Then Flash created the Flashpoint paradox. Then became the New Fifty Two. And this version. Uh, things were similar, but different. You know, Superman and Lois Wayne were not together, but it was Superman and Wonder Woman that were together. Uh, Batman and Tyler Al Ghul had a son named Damian Wayne, who became the fifth Robin. And, and, you know, a couple of things different. Then they rebooted it again and, we, and called it from the New 52 to just uh, DC Rebirth. And that was where Godspeed came in as a new villain for Flash and a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, it's weird how they're going to call that Rebirth and then they're in talks of making a Flashpoint movie, which is supposed to reboot it to be the new 52. Right. It, there's, just, there's no direction. There, there's no direction. There's no plan. It seems it, it, the thing is it's Warner bros, man. Like they're the few comp. They're one of the few companies who can rival Disney in terms of they can get the resources. Like they have the money to get the resources, mm-hmm. right? Like Disney didn't start off like, Oh my bad! Marvel didn't start off like billion dollar company, right? It it built that up. Well, not only that, they were like bankrupt there in the nineties. They had to really rebuild that up. And, That's and, why they sold off their rights to other uh, companies like Fox and Sony. Exactly. And now they're trying to you know get it back all together again because now they're doing something good. But DC was at one point better than Marvel, and they have the money to find creative people. To me, it's just like Warner Bros. is full of suits, man. It's just a bunch of people that are trying to make the most money, but there's no creative minds there that can piece all this together. And it's and you, real sad. What happens when, when there's someone that's so passionate about a project? Just look at the the last Joker movie, right? That's one of the few movies that Daisy's put out, especially in recent time. That is just so. I mean, I know that there there is a lot of people that really don't like it, and there's a lot of people that really love it, and I'm one of the people that really love it and i know christian does too because right. it felt like Joker it, it just yeah it just felt like there was so much uh creativeness but not only creativeness but there was a message that it wanted to be told and there was not a lot of action like you said jj abrams brings in all the action and tries to surround the movie trying to make the story fit around explosions well this one had no explosions but the movie was just 10 times better because it felt like the passion was there so you see what kind of stories you can make with dc when you put that passion, but like you said, a bunch of suits are just trying to capitalize on that. And it just never really feels authentic 
And that's really what we're looking for. And that Mm -hmm. can happen through DC. There's a lot of characters you can build really good stories about. Um, It's just a shame that it really seems like there's no plan. Yeah, it's a shame how Green Lantern is still being laughed at. And he is so much more cooler than people think. Like, they just, like, pointed to Ryan Reynolds. And he is so much more cooler than people think he is. But they just, and I can't blame them when they point to Ryan Reynolds. Not that, no bash on Ryan Reynolds. He's a he's a good actor. He just wasn't fit for that role. And that movie wasn't particularly written well. But, and people did it with Aquaman for the longest, man. It was like, oh, he, he talks to fish. I'm like. There's so much more to the character. Well, like I said, that movie was actually pretty good. The Shazam yeah, I, it was decent, so They've yeah. kind of been making a turnaround. Like, the Wonder Woman movie was pretty good. The Shazam movie was pretty enjoyable. And the uh, Aquaman was pretty good, too. So there are make, there are improvements, um, but it still just doesn't – I don't know where it's going. I know what Wonder Woman 84 is going to be coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pushed back because of COVID, of course. Um but we don't know what the plan is for the future. We know there's going to be movies, individual movies, but with Marvel, we always know five steps ahead. Right now, no, because, you know, we just finished with Endgame. But when we were in the height of it, before all of this stuff, we always kind of knew where we were going, getting teases with Thanos, getting teases with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and how like, what stories could be told with that. There was always some sense of hope uh, and future, and now we have X-Men, and years, the X-Men can easily put in 10 more years of the MCU. So you have all of these ideas and planning and we have a sense of maybe we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future, but we know there is a future that there is They're some sort of plan. It. Marvel scheduling it. DC's just winging it. Exactly. Yeah. They're not it's structured. Like they're they need to be. And it would be great if they were because they would be coming up with amazing movies because DC has equally as cool characters as Marvel, if not better. I love DC, but their movies have really thrown me off, so I just stopped dealing with TC. I just kind of grown accustomed to Marvel movies coming out, not because they release more often. They're just a lot better. That's just how it is. But you know, like Christian said, if there were better people on DC's team, honestly, DC would be up there, and they they would be making amazing movies. You know, well, I mean, Josh made a good point. Mm-hmm. Is that with the Marvel movies, there's you can tell there's there's passion involved in the project, whereas the DC mm-hmm. movies just like. And yeah, just show up and we'll just figure it out. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. these actors to play the, the role mm-hmm. and we'll let them carry the movie. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if it's because they don't have, there's not a Kevin Feige and a DCEU exactly. at this point. Because I, I think that's probably the problem right there. They don't have like a leader to go in, lead them into the direction that they're trying to go to. So I think that's one of the main things right there of why DC isn't so successful as Marvel Studios. And then plus, uh, I think we've all said this before, like they tried to catch up to the uh, Marvel movies the way that we're doing it now. Like I always said, like we got Justice League way too early down the line because that was, it started like what, in 2013 with Man is Still Dead, already four years later, we got, you know, Justice League. And that was already like, what, two, three movies in at that point. So it's just, I guess they're be, they're missing that main leadership, and of course, uh, you know they have like you know plenty of directors. Uh, and I guess Zack Snyder was the guy to go forward, you know. With that, I guess he was supposed to be D. Kevin Feige, but apparently that didn't work out. So I think it's just that main thing right there is that they don't have like that type of head of leadership that they need at Warner Brothers. It's it's very plainly obvious that Kevin Feige sat down before, I mean, 
you look at it and what started the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, Iron Man back in what, 2008, mm-hmm. you know? So it's very obvious that Feige sat down before they even shot Iron Man and laid out the plan and said, this is what we're going to do. And this is the direction we're going to take the movies in. And DC, like you, like you said, Dom, they're winging it. They don't have that one figurehead that has sat down and said, this is our plan. They're just movie here, movie there, throw some big names in it, make this character. And there we go. And it's just not working out. The saddest part about it is you have the proof in the pudding. You look at all the DC animated movies, and those are just most of them are great, and, and they're killer. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, it, they're it's awesome. There, you can make something out of it. So, and I've said this from the get go too. DC, I mean, their bread and butter has been comics, animated movies, and animated you know shorts. Like that, that has been their bread and butter from the get go. And then once Marvel and Disney started just making these amazing movies and just putting out, you know, billion dollar movies after billion dollar movies, they were like, Oh, we have those characters. Let's do that. And they don't. And I, I was talking to Darren, uh, about this a couple of days ago, or maybe, you know, earlier, but they need to start the people up top. The brass up top is not stable. They, they, they try to go after big game people when Marvel says, Oh, Tom Holland, he, he, he looks like a Spider-Man. Let's just try it out. Let, let's see how it goes. And then, boom, we get them. Ben Affleck, great Batman, sure. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of people do agree with that. That's, you know, you know, that's another guy, a big-name guy to play a big-name character. Like, that. that's how DC has always, you know, always worked. Why not go for a guy that we – why not go for a guy that we have not heard of and maybe make him who he, you know, bring his, you know, his, his comeuppance, really – not only that, but like uh, an actor that. Okay, I'll put it this way. I, I said a little bit ago that I think DC is starting to turn the curve a little bit um, with kind of the independent movies, not in the DCEU. But now we're getting a Robert Pattinson Batman. And a lot of people give Robert Pattinson flack because of the Twilight movies. Yet no one realizes he's done really. If you saw The Lighthouse, that's a fantastic movie. The guy can act. 100%. Yeah, he's a great actor. Exactly. But so to kind of compare him to what Marvel did, Marvel looks for people that aren't as well-known or people that transform. They use kind or of people, like... Uh, people that don't fit into uh, in, uh, the public's mind of the character. Look at I Robert mean, if you, Yeah, if you ask someone, who do you think should be Batman, who would have said Robert Pattinson as their first guest? Yeah. yeah. So with that, I, I think that they're, they're starting to turn the curve, but unfortunately that Batman is not part of the DCEU. This is kind of like another Joker movie. That's why I think that this Batman trilogy, if they can, if they make it into a trilogy, I think it could be super great. And you look at the Dark Knight trilogy with Christopher Nolan, there's no, uh, what's the word for it? Um, universe. There's no like universe behind it. It's just yeah. trilogy. Here's what we have. They planned it out. They, 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 yeah. There was, again, passion behind it. And you look and see how famous and incredible and legendary those that trilogy is. Um, so yeah, I was going to say and Marvel's too, also yeah. really good at Marvel's also really good at giving actors second chances. Um, you look at Robert Downey Jr. He's he was going through like the worst time in his life, and then Marvel and John Favreau said, "Hey, look, we trust you. We like what you did on the screen test. Let's give you a shot." And then boom. I mean, he is, I mean, literally, you can't think of Iron Man and not think of Robert Downey Jr. And then with you, what you said, Christian, earlier about Green Lantern, uh, Ryan Reynolds said he was really excited about the movie. And then he saw the script and then he was just like, no, like, this is not 
good. Like, this is terrible. I'll still do it, but this is not good. And then ever since then, he is like, he has talked crap about it because yeah. he knows it's not good. Like, like there's a certain line of when a, when an actor knows his movie that he did and he was the main guy in it that he has like you you see actors all the time who see like are terrible movies and they're like oh i had a really good time you know doing this movie blah 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 you know ryan reynolds was like no <laughs> like right. no that was a terrible movie like like it's just you know again i mean it was green yeah. lantern is i mean green lantern was a terrible movie and now he can he has that opportunity to work himself up and he's done that with you know with deadpool which i mean he is literally the perfect deadpool um, yeah. So I, I, I know y'all saw the little um, kind of funny that he did when the um, when Chris, the X Men cast were doing their Zoom call, and then he joined in and he was like, "Hey guys, what's oh, going yeah. on?" And then, oh, uh, and uh, Hugh Jackman was like, "Oh no, who gave him the code?" <laughs> Something like that. What it was, was so it was, funny was that uh, everybody was like leaving, and then they're like, "Oh my god, go back to you know this so and so franchise. I gotta just, go back to yeah. this so and so franchise and just left." You know, like he uh, was uh, Ryan hanging just uh, <laughs> them by themselves. I was like, yeah. "Dang, I didn't realize." All these actors were in such iconic franchises back well, then. And then, so. and then uh, Ryan Reynolds at the very end was with Hugh Jackman. He said, ah, just the two of us. You know yeah. what that means? And then all of a sudden, the actor who plays Sabretooth in Origins popped yep. up and he goes, Origins! Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> What's his name? Leave Schreiber? Leave Schreiber, yeah. yeah. Schreiber. Yeah. That was and, hilarious. Uh, I was going to say, uh, going back to, uh, going back to DC, uh, I would say like the, why they're probably like uh probably not as successful as marvel is that because they don't have their own studio versus how marvel has like marvel studios dc only has warner brothers so everything is coming from warner brothers themselves rather than just you know dc themselves and i think if dc have like their own film studio which i can see coming probably like in the foreseeable future uh they're their movies will probably be a little bit bigger than they can have a more connected universe because they'll be answering to themselves instead of answering to uh, Warner Bros. Because from what I've read, Warner Brothers always, you know, try to interfere with all the DC movies saying like, oh, we need to take this out and then we can add this in. So I've been hearing that a lot about uh, a few of the uh, DC movies, uh, more, more of Justice League than any other uh, movies. So it's just more of Warner Brothers' involvement than letting just, you know, letting directors do their own thing and give them, you know, give them their creative freedom to make what their movie should be about instead of having Warner Brothers come in, uh, interfere. Right. Right. Great. All right. We're right the next little rumor. Uh, I'll just quickly skim through this one and jump to the next uh, small discussion. Patty Jenkins. Javicia right. uh, Leslie casted as Ryan Wallader. Oh, by the way, this news came out like today, I think. Yeah, 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 it did. This is yeah, the first today, news. Today, Wednesday, if you're watching it. Anyways, uh, the, Batman, the Batwoman for DC's Batwoman was uh, finally casted today as uh, Javicia Leslie, who's replacing Ruby Rose. So, um, anybody here watch Batwoman as an opinion, or you just have any thoughts? No, but I will definitely start watching because. Uh, she left a quote saying that, uh, let me see if I pull it up right quick. Y'all remember, while Dom was uh, looking for that, y'all remember a few episodes ago when we mentioned that Ruby Rose was leaving? We were all wondering, like, who's gonna, you know, take her role. They didn't mention, uh, Javicia, I think that's how you say it, Leslie, you know, um, 
to play Ryan Wilder. You know, they didn't know. We were just curious. It was a few episodes ago. I was just curious. But now we actually have somebody. Now, this is confirmed, right? Like, this is not just, like, reported. No, that's confirmed. Uh, confirmed, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so she said, uh, you know, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. As a bisexual woman myself, I'm honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community. Now, we all know that uh, the previous Batwoman, Kay Kane, uh, I think she was uh, lesbian, I think. So she was on the LGBTQ plus uh, spectrum. And with uh, Jabesia coming into this role, now she would be, I believe she would be the second African-American superhero who is LGBTQ plus because the first one uh, is Nefessa Williams on Black Lightning. So she is the first uh, LGBTQ African American female superhero, and then we have Jabesia as uh, the second one. And going over Twitter and some of the uh, articles that I've read, uh, there have been a lot of positive reviews of Jabesia uh, coming in, uh, taking over the world, taking over the role as Batwoman. Um, and uh, you know, just seeing pictures of her, uh, she's very gorgeous. Uh, I believe that she can. Uh, I believe that she could probably do this role justice, possibly maybe better than uh, Ruby Rose because a lot of people didn't like Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Uh, so uh, I think they released you know, some character details saying that uh, Ryan Wilder, she is described as likable, messy, a little goofy and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Uh, with no one in her life to keep her on track. Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, she lives in her van with her plant. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan's the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. She is an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, followable, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. So... That's a little bit a uh, character description of Ryan Wilder uh, for Batwoman. Uh, there's still no, you know, set time on when they're going to start filming or when season two will premiere because, of course, Rona. But it seems like everybody is pretty much excited for this. I might even start watching the show just because of this news. So uh, we'll see what happens. And then I wish uh, Javisa all the best of luck in this role. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. I just hope they cover up uh, within the first ten minutes of like the first episode of season two. Like, oh yeah, Kate Kane died or something, so I'm the new Batwoman, or you know, or something. Rona uh, got <laughs> Yeah, they still haven't uh, said anything on what is going. They still haven't said anything on what's going to happen to Kate Kane's character. If you know if she's going to be killed or if she's going to be like you know softly written out. Uh, because we don't know if uh, if Ruby Rose is like willing to come back as like a cameo in like probably the far future or whatever. Uh, so I have a feeling that might just kill off Kate Kane at this point. Yeah, and I just hope it's not a bad transition because although I liked Arrow in the beginning, um, the point where I was like, all right, I- I'm done was um, uh, Stephen Amell. Um, Oliver Green's character was, or his identity was revealed as Arrow, or they, sometimes they called him the Hood. 
And then somehow he planned his death or something to make um, Oliver Green look like he died. And then he get in a new getup that looked just like his old getup. And now he's the Green Arrow, which is a completely different arrow, hero from the Arrow or the Hood. So, uh, and that's a, that's a CW thing. They do that a lot, man. I don't know. And people seem to believe it, like the public, you know, it's like, oh, it's Green Arrow, but that's di- that's, a, that's a different person than the Arrow, you know? So hopefully, um, plot hole-wise, they cover that, you know, so it won't be as cheesy as Arrow's, you know? I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure they would. They would just, like, say, like, you know, oh, here's a new Batwoman, uh, by the way. KK is gone, so here's a uh, Ryan Wilder at this point. I'm pretty sure they'll come up with a good story uh, to... Uh, you know, clean out all the mess that happened. Right. All right, cool. Um, good stuff. Is that going to, is it everyone else? I know if he's on this. Yeah, that's about good for this. All right, moving news. on. Last thing. Uh, yeah, uh, we have some Star Wars. I don't know if it's a topic, but if you've been keeping up with Star Wars news, I know you've definitely heard of the rumors about the last three movies, uh, the sequels, uh, the infamous sequels, depending on who, you know, what you prefer, yeah. uh, is going to be pretty much abolished, thrown away. Basically, we're supposed to pretend like it never happened. Um, but with that, uh, apparently, Kathleen Kennedy could be kicked out of Star Wars as part of the rumor of the sequels being canceled. Um, part of the rumor of Star Wars being canceled, the way that the last three movies are basically going to be undone, is using the concept used in Star Wars Rebels with the world between worlds. Um, and using that to base, it's basically like multi-dimension, all that stuff, uh, and uh, telling us that the last two movies were just like an alternate reality. So, with that being said, what, what, what are your? I'll start with Sean because I know you're a big Star Wars fan, yeah. as am I. Uh, as a Star Wars fan, what do you think about the last three movies, the sequels, being undone, and Kathleen Kennedy potentially being replaced by Dave Filoni or John Favreau? Um, yay! Got all of that. <laughs> Big yay. Uh, <laughs> it, Kathleen Kennedy, I think, um, just, I don't I can't say anything good about her. Um, as, as far as the way that she's treated something as beloved and iconic as, as what Star Wars is, especially to, to my generation, you know, um, I, I hope that the rumors are not rumors. I hope that it's true. Uh, that they do replace her. Um, and, you know, the fans have been demanding almost since right after they released the, the first of the, the last three movies to scrap the whole thing and start over. And it's a shame that they had to spend billions of dollars to give us three new Star Wars movies that were, for lack of a better word, shit. Not even subpar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and now they're now they're saying, well, okay, yeah, you're right. We're we're gonna erase this. We'll we'll fig- We don't know what we're gonna do. We'll figure it out. You know. They uh, say that, that after the fact anything. that they spend billions of dollars. Yeah, I mean they they could potentially make it worse. You know, I. But if if we can somehow pretend that those last three didn't happen and do it justice, you know, I I don't mind killing off uh, beloved characters. You know, Han Solo and Luke and all that chewy, whoever you want to kill off. I, I, that's fine because it's 30 years in the future or whatever. No one lives forever, you know, 
but make have it mean something. Don't kill the character off just to kill it off. You know, you gotta have gotta have it mean something. And we didn't have anything in the last three movies that meant that meant anything. Nothing that happened was of any significance as far as the Star Wars universe goes. It had no ties to anything. They were making it up as they went along, and they just took a big crap on everyone's beloved franchise. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, did I go see them? Yep, I sure did. Did I hate them? Absolutely hated every one of them, you know. Um, but I'm a Star Wars fan, and so I'm going to go see the movies. And even if they don't throw them away and they make new ones, I'm still probably going to go see those too, you know. The second part of that question. The second part of that question was, um, obviously, if Kathleen Kennedy is replaced, she would be, you know, replaced by the two people that are probably the ones at the helm, kind of in everyone's mind, uh, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And I don't know if you've watched The Mandalorian. I, I hope that you have. Yes. And I'm sure that you know you're a big fan of that. Uh, mm. Yeah, great. Mandalorian was great. Did you see season seven of the Clone Wars? No. Okay. Highly recommend it. Clone Wars is incredible. I think Dave Filoni and John Favreau are the two people that deserve to be at that helm, personally. Um, and I think that they could be, they could really do it justice this time if we're looking for two people. Uh, I think John Favreau would do an amazing job. Not saying Filoni yes. wouldn't, but uh, John Favreau literally started up the MCU. I mean, you know, uh-huh. granted Kevin Feige and also the the you know casting directors. But John Favreau played a huge part in Iron Man One, getting RDJ on, um, and just making the first two movies. You know, he he helped out a lot. He's done you know multiple other movies, and he's done a great job. Even in the Mandalorian, that's a big Star Wars thing, and I think he deserves it. I I would love to see Filoni as well, maybe them together. But if anybody, I would go with Favreau over Filoni. Now wait a minute, I got two questions. Why? Who is Kathleen Kennedy? Because I'm guessing she's like, no, no, y'all know well, Dom doesn't. Star Wars at all. Yeah, JT, okay. don't laugh at Dom. Okay, so, uh, so is she like the Kevin Feige of Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So y'all hate her that much? Well, yeah. depending on the fan, but for Sean, for hate, three, hate, yeah, yeah, hate yeah, yeah. Because you're the first word. person uh, that I've heard say like, you know, oh, I hated the new trilogy. Because I think here, everybody here at ACA, you know, they kind of, they like the new trilogy. You're probably well, I thought it was okay. No, you thought it was okay. Dom, Dom you got to mix up, there. buddy. Dom, you were there when I went off during Christmas. I know, I know that. I know, I know that. <laughs> Come on. Dom. I had somebody, oh my gosh, you know, you guys loved it. I'm saying that I have you guys so many comments some way. Real quick, real quick, Sean. If, yeah. I don't know if you know, but if you want to go back and listen to like, I don't remember, but it was the start of season two ish, the end of season one. It was in December. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was back in December. Um, we just—it's been about like a couple weeks since we saw Rise of Skywalker. I look, mind you, I've been a Star Wars fan for about less than a year. I just got introduced into it, like November of 2019, right? Now uh-huh. I knew I knew about it my entire life, but I never got into it, right? Yeah, Darren yeah. and Josh, they're the ones who introduced me. Like, they really showed me the movies, and whenever I had a question, they answered it, right? Well, um, it, it was, like, mainly Josh, because that's, that's, like, his one of his things. But Darren, he, he's also a fan. So uh, it was weird how I was being, like, the loudest uh, 
because of how much I didn't like it. Um, and everyone else compared to me seemed no, uh, nonchalantly like, just like yeah, I, I, it was all right. But I was like the only one that was like actual, like, how can you like this? Or like, not how can you like this, but more like, are you okay with this, man? Like, you know, so um, going off of Dom, just a sidetracking. Uh, no, I did not. I did not like it. Just, just to make that clear. I just want to make that clear. Hey. So you guys are okay, you know, with them wiping out, you know, the last three movies. Because I, when I first heard that, I thought that was like kind of odd because it's like, okay, these movies are already made and they already, I, I guess they would play like such a big part in the entire franchise. Why would you guys, you know, erase those three movies from existence? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of dumb. They were horrible. I'm going to speak from my experience a little bit. Uh, I grew up loving, first of all, Spider-Man was the one thing that, like, I remember was one of the first things that I grew up remembering. I had a PlayStation 1, and I played, like, the demo for the original Spider-Man. It doesn't matter. So that's my introduction, and then Star Wars was right after. And I didn't grow up with the original trilogy as as Sean did. I grew up with the prequels. That was my first introduction. Uh, It it came, the first one came out in 1999, and I didn't watch that one because I was, like, one years old. My first one was 2005, Revenge of the Sith. I have the poster because that's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. I had no context of the movie, but I knew that that was just, it was so good. So anyways, as I got older and I watched all the movies, but the prequels are the ones that stuck with me the most because that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And that's what introduced me to the whole Star Wars lore. I loved it. Um, and I, I really, really loved the, 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 the original trilogy as well. I thought it was a lot of fun, family friendly, easy story. And uh, the prequels kind of boosted it for me um, because I had the knowledge of the prequels to begin with. The sequels, it was tough because as Star Wars fans, and I'm sure Sean can attest to this, we don't want to hate Star Wars movies. We, we don't like saying that we don't like a Star Wars movie. So for me, it was tough for me to say I didn't like it because I had that uh, denial of I don't want to hate a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So I forced myself to like it. But as I look back, The Last Jedi, I don't like at all. At first, I was like, you know, I, I don't think I would have done that with Luke. You know, I don't like his arc. I don't like the way they're treating him. And, you know, but looking, you know, as I kept looking back at the movies and, and it, just digesting it over time, there were so many things that I would change. So many things. I don't hate the, the new sequels because at the end of the day, it's Star Wars and there's lightsabers and there's TIE fighters. So that's what holds it still together for me is the fact that I can still enjoy, you know, airspace battles and all that just the, the, the cool star wars stuff is that you love as a kid they still have that and that's what kind of still makes me like i can tolerate it but it's the story that it's just it's a turnoff so that's why i'm really back and forth with the movies because i don't like the story that much the fact that they didn't even mention anakin i'm not going to really go hard but just little things like that just the fact that anakin was the whole central part of the star wars story and he wasn't even mentioned until he had like one sentence in the final movie. It was just, to me, it was disrespectful, uh, disrespectful to like Obi-Wan and all that and, and killing off Han Solo the way that they killed him off. It sucks because they had something there. They had something with Kylo Ren. They had something with, uh, the first order and they mm-hmm. had something with Snoke a little bit and they threw it away. And, uh, it sucks because maybe they could have redeemed it by continuing with the story, but it just, at the end of the day, you know, it's not the same as the first six that came out. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I kind of stand. It, it sucks saying it, but yeah, I was in denial for a long time. <laughs> well, you, you're right. I mean, you're as, as a, someone who is a 
diehard Star Wars fan, you go see the movie and you don't want to you don't want to go into it saying, "Oh god, this is horrible. Why are they, you know, why are they doing this?" You want to like it cuz it's, it's freaking Star Wars. It's supposed to be good, you know? And I I kind of and I mean, this may be the conspiracy theorist in me, you know, but I kind of it's to me it almost seems like that uh, Kathleen Kennedy and especially uh, Ryan Johnson just they wanted to take everything that everybody loved about Star Wars and just destroy it just because they could just to, you know, give the, the middle finger to all of the Star Wars fans and go, ah, see, look what we did to your beloved franchise, you know, and you can't for something that's iconic like Star Wars that literally has influenced the lives of multiple generations of people, you can't do it like that. You just can't disrespect it. Now, you can't, you know, give the fans everything that they want because there's billions of fans out there and you can't give every, you can't make everyone happy, right? But you should at least listen to the general consensus and go, yeah, okay, so we made a bad movie the first one. We're going to do better on the other two. And you can forgive one bad screw up, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you make the other two and they're, they make up for it. But they didn't even try. It's yeah, like they I mean, didn't even care. They did good, it just to do it. Right. A good example would be the prequels, you know. Uh, obviously, as a trilogy, they're not as, as good as the original trilogy. But George Lucas, I mean, they said, let's charge our beings. And then, boom, by the third movie, he had, like, one line, you know. So, yeah. and uh, and see what you want about the prequels. And, I, you know, and I'm, I'm probably saying this as a less bias because I'm just now recently into Star Wars. But, like, yeah – to me, one and two aren't as bad as people say it is to, to me. Uh, maybe because I had such low expectations and it was like just above it. Plus, the ending of episode one was awesome. I, I will always say that. And I think Josh, you know, the duel of the fates, Darth Maul, all that, you know, that's that awesome. Um, but, you know, like, uh, wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, but George Lucas was listening, you know, throughout the entire thing. And he kind of had a plan. It was like his vision. Now, he's a great – he has a great creative mind. Now, he could have helped – he could have been helped out on, like, the writing and all that. But his vision was there, and he had the passion behind it, you know. And and you can tell from the movies. And with these new movies, if they didn't have the Star Wars logo attached to them, would you even like it? You know? I don't like it. Even though it does have the Star Wars logo attached to it, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, 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 it's more of a rhetorical question to the people who are like indifferent. Like you know, yeah. if it didn't have the Star Wars logo without the music, without the logo, you're, you know, without the costumes, would you like it? Because at the end of the day, the original trilogy without the Star Wars logo. By the way, the Star Wars logo wasn't a thing back in the original trilogy. Those movies made the Star Wars logo a thing yeah. because yeah. back then. No one knew about Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, but these interesting characters came out and they were like, wow, that's what made Star Wars like as started out as big as it is today, you know? And now you can't go around making a space movie without having some inspiration from Star Wars, you know, from from something, you know? So um, it doesn't matter about you got the rights to a like a movie, like you got the logo, you got the name. If you can make a good movie at all, that's like the first and foremost thing. And then you can play around with the now that you have the rights, you can drop characters and names and all that. But um, dude, I've seen like thirty-minute-long fan 
little mini movies on YouTube that were 10 times better than the crap that they put out with those last three trilogies. I'm like, if, if somebody, some kid in his mom's basement, you know, or living in a garage somewhere can buy a computer and learn how to do some CGI, surely Walt Disney yeah. studio could come up with something better than what they did. It's horrible. Yeah. Right. What are your, what are your, uh, I just wanted to just quickly get your opinion on the prequels. Cause I know you grew up with the original trilogy yeah. and I know that obviously those are the, like the, the creme de la creme. That's the Holy grail. Yeah, exactly. So what are your opinions on the prequels? Um, I, I do not like the prequels as much as the original trilogy. Um, but I had to watch them, uh, each probably two or three times probably a little more than that actually before I really began to appreciate the little subtleties in there and, and understand what George Lucas was trying to do. And they're really not that bad. Um, it's almost to the point where Lucas was, he was right at that, uh, that tipping point of using a little bit too much, uh, CGI and special effects to that, almost overshadowed the storyline and the the thing that's so great about the original trilogy is it was really story driven because mm-hmm. they couldn't do all the effects and everything that we can do with computers they they invented a whole bunch of crap all the special yeah. effects for star wars they invented yeah that's how industrial light and magic came about was because of star wars because they had to create their own production studio for that so you know, you could he could focus a lot on story, and then you move along to the the late nineties and the early two thousands, and we have this new thing called CGI. You know, and he almost tipped it a little bit too much. I think he was relying a little bit too much on on Flash and everything. But overall, they're not that bad. Uh, you know, it's it's um it's interesting to see his mind and how he wanted to introduce the character of. Uh, Darth Vader, who was this little, innocent, however old he was, six or eight-year-old kid that was a slave, you mm-hmm. know, and how that grew into Darth Vader was it, was, it was great to finally be able to see that. I just think Hayden Christensen was not the best choice to play Anakin. <laughs> he was a little whiny. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I can agree. He wasn't yeah. Darth Vader then either, right? So, you know. Yeah, right. Anybody else have any uh, opinions on the Star Wars? I'm glad I'm not a Star Wars fan. Um, basically said everything <laughs> that I would have said. I'm now Dominic. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on showing Dominic those movies so he can have these discussions with hey, us. Hey, Darren, you know I told you I'm getting back into Harry Potter. Oh. So, you know, we got to have a discussion about that. Yes, sir. I'm so down. Yeah, Dom's just recently watched uh, it. Are you still on the sixth one? Did you ever watch it? or? Yeah, I, yeah, I watched the sixth one. I'm going to watch. Don't uh, say any spoilers. Deathly. Don't say any spoilers. I, no, I'm not giving any spoilers. No, I'm just saying I'm gonna, I'll watch uh, Death of Hallows uh, part one and two uh, this weekend. Say no more. That'll be awesome. All right, we're going to finish off with uh, two little just keynotes. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan for my The Boys fans. Uh, could be kicked out of. Oh, yeah, well, I'm reading the wrong thing. Jeffrey Morgan is in talks to join. season three of of the boys season two teaser trailer release which Don and JT are uh, the boys fans they watched the trailer what do you guys think about Jeopardy and Morgan and talks to join season three well 
Well, if you're a huge Walking Dead fan, uh, you would know him as uh, Negan. Um, and Negan is just, oh, he, he's a badass, honestly. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, him, it, it, it's like the perfect, if he can take what he played in, like, if he could take Negan's kind of characteristics and that, like, mantra that he has and put it into the boys, it's perfect. I mean, perfect casting for that. Um, and I know, again, like you said, Josh, uh, Dom and I did see the, the trailer uh, for season two. Uh, it didn't really tell us much, honestly, in my opinion. I think it really just uh, kind of showed us a lot of action stuff, basically. Yeah, and it looks good. It was too. more. Oh, it looks tremendous. I'm. I mean, if you have not seen the boys, I like. I wholeheartedly want you to go see it because it literally will make you like. Like it. It, it just it might raise your anxiety through the through the roof. I'll tell you that right now. Like if you're anxiety driven. Might not be the show for you, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: the first episode, the first episode. This is how it goes. Like this is how the whole like series is. The first episode, you see a girl get killed by someone who has super speed. You just put that into your imagination and, and run with it. I think the boys is kind of what it would be like if people really did have superpowers. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very realistic. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So definitely go watch that. It's again Amazon. Um, September fourth. Uh, yeah, September fourth. Yep. And the first three episodes will be on uh, the release date. So yeah. go All watch right. it. Finishing off with our last point: SDCC San Diego Comic Con at home. Uh, Marvel Studios and DC will not have exclusive panels. And the Wednesday schedule has been released. So unfortunately, we won't be hearing about anything, any future projects from those two, uh, from San Diego Comic-Con. So that's unfortunate. Mm. But, uh, Pretty sure yeah. it's because of, uh, well, one for DC, we, they already had DC fandom com- coming out. Yeah, uh, exactly. and, yeah. and then Marvel, they might have their own thing coming out because usually they would have, uh, I want to say if they have another DQ3 this year, because that's usually... That's usually in August or September. I want to say they might have they might do a virtual thing for that and then release all the Marvel news from there. Yeah. But what other Marvel news is there? Because we already kind of got a bulk of everything. Everything's us. already pushed back. So yeah, I but, think they, they would just probably. I think oh, what they would announce. Good. I think what they would announce is more of like more trailers and more like casting. You know, because like when 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 we. At last year's, we got the Eternals casting, and we got like a few trailer like snippets of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and like all these other casting, you know, things. They might bring out, you know, like remember at the very end last year they brought out Mahersha Ali as the new Blade. We know nothing about Blade; we just know he's going to play Blade. They could do that for Reed Richards. They could do that for you know Doctor Doom. They could bring out this new big bad for the MCU and say, "There you go," and then cut it off, leave it there. Um, personally, I think this is a good idea, honestly. I think I've always thought that Marvel needed their own kind of, you know, there's such a big brand and there's such a big, you know, uh, newsworthy kind of, you know, site, really. And so if you have your own thing, you're going to have more people view into that because that's really what people want to see is they want to see what's next. So um, I really like this idea and hopefully they're going to stream it. I, I want to, I'm going to, put all my money that they're going to stream it live um, for anybody to view it. So um, DC and Marvel are doing a really good thing with this, honestly. 
Yeah, yeah um, I was going to say not just DC and Marvel, but a whole lot of other companies. Uh, earlier this, uh, earlier in June, uh, P- PlayStation revealed the PS5, and instead of it doing it at a E3 or some other event, they did their own thing. And yes, they they probably did that because of COVID nineteen. But I think that they're considering doing this permanently because it's much more smoother, and you get what you want. Uh, when you're watching an expo like Comic-Con or E3, you have to cut through stuff that you don't want to see to get the stuff that you do want to see. There's people who want to see Xbox stuff and not really see PlayStation stuff. There's people who want to see Marvel stuff and not really DC stuff. So if, if everyone does their own thing, and they're all they're all big enough to do their own thing, and we live <laughs> in such a social media world where you can co- probably get even more numbers online than you would in person, you know? So... Uh, I just hope more companies do this, but I don't want like a Comic Con dying or you know E three dying. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, when it comes at, when it comes down to, I just want the better of the two options uh, because mm-hmm. they haven't confirmed it. But I mean, I think Marvel's going to do their own thing. Like DC's doing their own fandom. I think that um, Marvel's going to do their own thing, and it's going to do it's going to be well. It's going to go smoothly and everything. And Star Wars has their own thing too. With Star Wars Celebration every year, so. Yeah, and right. yeah, like Nintendo does their own thing, which is uh, I think Nintendo Direct, and uh, yeah, I mean, more companies should just do that, you know, instead of waiting all in one day and and over the course of a couple of days, you just like bombarded with information about games and movies where they can do their own scheduling, talk right. about how they want to talk about. And it's better because when you're at a comic con, you're kind of limited to a certain time segment of what you can talk about. But if they host their own event, they can set their own schedule, mm-hmm. talk about how they, what they want to talk about for how long they want to talk about. So there's advantages and disadvantages, but I'm for the separate, like just you could do your own thing type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool if they did that. All right, sweet. Uh, I'll, I'll close guys, out. I have some other oh, stuff, here. actually. Um, so, yeah, recently, um, Christian and I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy and uh, got yeah. Josh and Jeremy in Christian, of course. We recorded a YouTube video basically taking down Christian's thoughts and basically his whole opinion on the entire trilogy. So that'll be up probably next week um, on YouTube for a video. And then we've started the Hobbit trilogy. So we're doing it backwards, but we showed them the good stuff first. Um, now, the Hobbits are great movies, but they just... Anyways. But later on, I think we're going to get into Harry Potter. And I also want to take down Dom's uh, opinions and thoughts on the Harry Potter movies he's been watching recently. So I might film a YouTube video on that this, in the future. Can I say this about the Harry Potter franchise? You can say whatever you'd like. I really hate, I really hate that I fell off this franchise when it first started up because I right now I'm just so glued into the franchise. I hate that I'm coming in so late. And hey, better late than never. Hey, as I always say, better late than never. Exactly. But JT hey, doesn't I love the franchise now. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, I'm, what'd you say? JT doesn't get it. He, he does not get it. Uh shout hey, look, out what? Look, look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I told Darren I would give it a chance. I told him, I said, I will give it a chance. Hey, but what I'm did I tell you? Chance. What did I tell you? Listen, I gave it an hour and 50 minutes and I could not, I, I was like, bro, pause. No, I'm done. I can't. I'm done. No, sir. I'm out. I told you to watch him as me. I'll let you boot you. No, what, what kind of. So his that? opinion doesn't count. 
Shout out to all my Hufflepuffs out there. I was just I about to say, I noticed you took the Pottermore quiz. I know. At first, I, at first, I was a Ravenclaw when I first took it. That was probably like a year or two ago. You just but I it. was like, this is probably wrong. I'm for sure a Hufflepuff at heart. Took it again. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And R.I.P. Cedric Diggory because I almost cried at his death in order. Was it order? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Everybody, that movie has been out for what? What, over a decade now? Yeah. Okay, it's okay. No, you're right, you're right. I was like, I've already been spoiled of the Harry Potter franchise, so I already know like, who's going to die and everything, so hey, I'm just die. watching it all for myself. I'm a Slytherin. Gandalf dies. But... I, I mean, I already got to that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I watched uh, the sixth movie, Half Blood Prince. I already watched that. Oh yes, but um, yeah, definitely. Wait, wanna... wait, wait, Darren, Darren, hey Dom, you you ready to start some drama? Uh, where was I? Where where was I invited in this uh, Lord of the Rings watch? Um, <clears throat> it was just for Christian and I. Um, <clears throat> you said Josh and Jeremy too. I don't want to hear it. Just for the video. Nah, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to hear it. Hey, you didn't give oh, Harry Potter shit. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's about it. So um, we'll just have a future, uh, some future projects, you know, getting released here in the near future yep. for YouTube. But um, yeah, that's about right. it. I just wanted to thank Sean for joining us for this episode. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, he reached out to us hey, last when week. When you guys get ready to, to do an episode or, or talk about Red Sonia... I'm your guy because I'm a huge Red Sonja fan. Okay. okay. Good stuff. Definitely. Well, yeah, it was a great Josh, episode. I want your shirt. You want my shirt? I, w- I, want, a sh- I want an ECA shirt, man. There we go. Good stuff. Okay. I, I, let, let me show you what's on the back of it. If you can see Uh-oh. the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> Good stuff. We got you. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're close. We Not have other merch. <laughs> Ooh, segue. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for real. Good stuff. Um, thank you, Sean, again for joining us. Be sure to follow him at his podcast. Uh, I'm just going to name one more time: Peril Real. Real. Mm-hmm. Real. Um, be sure to follow him on Twitter. Watch the show, uh, and um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I just want to say thank you. To all our listeners and all the supporters we've been having this last uh, couple weeks, and uh, thank you for all the <clears throat> attention we've been getting on social media. And um, just want to finish out one last thing by saying JT just put out a vlog on his uh, trip to comics and collectibles, so be sure to check that out. And be sure to check out our video on the discussion for Lord of the Rings. We are so close to 100 subs. I think we're like 10 away from the recording yeah, we're, now. We're, you can do we're it. Pretty close. You can do it. So. We appreciate uh, it. Thank you guys for enjoying this episode. I know this is a very weird video because we don't normally put our normal podcast episodes on YouTube, but just to answer your question, yes, this will be on YouTube, obviously, but this will also be on Anchor if you listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music, uh, Apple Radio, whatever Apple podcast, it is. Yeah. Re- Apple Podcast regularly. This will be on that as well. So um, just I hope you guys enjoy this visual, uh, having Sean with us. And um, yeah. So, guys, from everyone who's here at uh, East Coast Avengers, we will see you next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed it. No problem. Hey, it was awesome. Having you. It was awesome.